Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be going over my top 24 Dynasty rookie rankings for 2022 in Superflex. And I'll let you know where the quarterbacks are in non-Superflex so that we can get it going. I didn't rank for tight end premium either. There's not really very many good tight ends though. So essentially for tight end premium, just bump up the mediocre tight ends a few spots. But I don't think there's any tight ends who are going to be very relevant for fantasy football. So we're just going to run super flex, standard otherwise rankings, top 24. I'll tell you where the quarterbacks are in the non-super flex, like I said. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So episode 134, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF, at SGF pod for the podcast. And check out the other episode that's also in your feed. It's the live episode I recorded this week. The first ever live episode. You can get info on how to catch future live episodes actually live. You can hear the recorded version in your feed. But this is recapping the draft dynasty that one was recapping the draft landing spots all of that this one dynasty rookie rankings i'll let you know what to do for your rookie drafts top 24 guys so let's get right into it next week i'll also be covering some big nfl news that broke like i mentioned in the other episode the aj brown jalen hurts fantasy impact all of that after aj brown got traded as well as the marquise brown trade to the cardinals so aj brown got traded to the eagles and marquise brown got traded to the cardinals but I have not covered that on – I'm not going to cover that on this week's show because I want to keep the focus on rookies, but that'll be there next week. So stick around for that analysis, and I'll let you know what I think of those guys next week. So let's talk rankings first. And so for non-superflex, I'll just start off with the quarterbacks in this draft class. I'll tell you where they are. I put Kenny Pickett, number one quarterback in this class for the Steelers, at 13. Malik Willis for the Titans at 20, Desmond Ritter for the Falcons at 19. I sorry, I skipped him. And Matt Corral for the Panthers at 21. I didn't have Sam Howell in these. I had Sam Howell in my Superflex rankings. So instead I put Wandale Robinson at 24 and non-Superflex. Other than that, that's the only differences. The, the rankings are otherwise the same. So let's get started. Superflex top 24 rankings number one on the list. It's Traylon Burks. And maybe that's a hot take but I think he's got incredible talent and great opportunity. He is a 6'2", 225-pound electric athlete out of Arkansas. He can catch deep balls, do it after the catch. He's sneaky fast. He didn't run that fast in the 40, but he runs fast in pads and can dominate downfield. Great after the catch. He plays a ton like A.J. Brown, who just got traded away, and he's got the offense all to himself. Easily the wide receiver one for the Titans, and this is just going to be an electric opportunity. I said this on the other live episode. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Trey Lundberg's is a consensus top 12 dynasty receiver by next offseason in fact i would almost like think that would be what would happen because he's got so much potential and so much upside that target shares there and it was what makes him number one number two on the list it's drake london for the falcons he's got a ton of opportunity quarterback situation is a bit suspect there with marcus Mariota, but he'll probably play off of kyle pitts and there will be a lot of passing in that offense because they don't have much of a running game i'm also betting on the future there he has a lot of opportunity so if he gets a better quarterback he could be huge but it remains to be seen if his value is consistent with Marcus Mariota, which it may not be. So you're kind of playing the long game with him. Number three, my number three, and number four guys are, by the way, very, very close to Drake London. It's Jamison Williams at number three. He tore his ACL, but coming out of Alabama, he should be fine coming back and will be fantastic. Got an absolute ton of speed. He's coming into a Lions situation, though, with a lot of pass catchers. Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, TJ Hawkins, and DeAndre Swift already there. So Jamison Williams may need a time of adjustment, and he's also got Jared Goff throwing to him. But I think he will take over as the number one receiver in this offense and be dominant, and I'm betting on his talent. Once again, it's kind of a play for the long game. May not get as much this year, but in the future, he should be fantastic. And so I'm betting on that. I think those three 
three receivers are really the guys who could be great for years and years to come. So I think that's why I have them there. And then number four, a lot, number one overall, a lot of people have this guy number one overall in rookie rankings. I get it. And he's honestly very, very close to there for me too. There's just a lot of guys like close at the top of group of four. It's Brees Hall, top running back off the board, going to the Jets. He will have a role there, probably be the starter easily over Michael Carter. And he should catch a few passes, run the ball, just be a solid RB I'm expecting probably a Josh Jacobs type of career for someone like Brees Hall. And so he's at number four, very, very solid option. Another solid option is Kenneth Walker at five. He went to the Seahawks, probably will start for them as well. The Seahawks have atrocious quarterback play at the moment. Bad offense. Kenneth Walker will get a lot of touches, though. Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. So I think what Kenneth Walker loses in efficiency, he'll make up for in volume. I give Brees Hall the edge just because he's a slightly better pass catcher. So he goes up to number four. Garrett Wilson, number six. Speaking of Jets, he is there competing probably with Elijah Moore for the number one wide receiver role. Moore has got a role locked up, though. He's got Zach Wilson. Um, he, the communication is there between them. So it'll be tough. If Zach Wilson continues his inconsistency, we may not see huge consistency from Garrett Wilson. But I think Garrett Wilson improves Zach Wilson's play as well. And we'll see him at number six. Number seven is Kenny Pickett. And he's big for Superflex because he's got a lot of upside. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, all there to catch passes from him, and Najee Harris to run the ball. We may not see a ton of passing from Kenny Pickett in year one as he gets used to the NFL, but he's got a pretty safe floor and probably will end up being a maybe low end, but still a starter, which is good for Superflex. He's got these weapons, got a little bit of upside there. Good, a good second QB to watch out for. Very solid guy that you can pick up at number seven in your rookie draft. And honestly, maybe he he's even ahead of Wilson and is at number six. It's very close. Number eight, Chris Olave, a great guy with a great situation. The Saints traded up for him, spent the draft capital to get him, and now he could be the wide receiver too in a Jameis Winston-led offense, and Jameis loves to air the ball out. I love Olave at number eight. Sky Moore at number nine, a guy people hyped up, went at the end of the second round to the Chiefs, and that's why he's here, because Mahomes throws the ball a lot, as we know, and he lost Tyreek Hill. So it's Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, and probably Sky Moore, and we could see a big breakout. He's got a lot of potential. There's no denying it. We don't want to overhype him too much. It's going all going to come down to whether his talent adjusts to the NFL, but he could be huge for fantasy. But really close to him at number 10 is Christian Watson, second-round pick for the Packers, who has got a ton of opportunity coming out of North Dakota State to play with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is electric, as we know. He'll be able to get Christian Watson the ball. Question is, Watson's all alone there, which means a huge target share, but that also means he'll be facing top corners routinely. And, I mean, there are questions coming out of Division II college. We don't know if he'll be able to handle that kind of pressure just yet. Could end up busting, but he's a high-risk, high-reward option. Number 11, Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver two now in a Washington offense, most likely, with Carson Wentz, who's a pretty mediocre quarterback, at the helm. Dotson may have inconsistency, but he's got a lot of upside with deep balls and stuff like that, but... As long as Terry McLaurin's there, he's upside maybe a little cap because Terry McLaurin's a big target hog. Number 12, George Pickens, who's probably a guy you're playing for the long game. With Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool over in Pittsburgh, George Pickens, you'll probably want to look, uh, wait a little bit for down-the-road production. If the Steelers don't re-sign Deontay, that'll be big. But the wide receiver three in a picket-led offense with Najee Harris as well, probably not a ton of week-to-week -week consistency there. Number 13, James Cook. He got picked in the end of the second round by the Bills at RB. He'll challenge Devin Singletary for that number one role and potentially have some good value in that Bills offense. Maybe tough, though, to get consistent carries because Bills running backs have struggled to do that. 
and he wasn't rated particularly highly in general, so he stays at number 13. Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis and Matt Corral follow a group of quarterbacks. Ritter and Willis both have a lot of rushing upside. That's what I like. I like Ritter more than Willis because at this moment, Ritter has more weapons in Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Uh, both and also Willis is probably likely not to start right away so he may have a little bit more rushing upside but he also got picked later than Willis and with Ryan Tannehill there Willis may sit for a little while whereas Ritter could take the job from Marcus Mariota if he's good enough both of these guys are high risk but also high reward Matt Corral at 16 he can run the ball a little bit but not that much he's more of a traditional passer but he has a chance to take over in Carolina got good weapons in DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey so got to keep an eye on for super flex after that Probably a bit of a teardrop. Number 17, Alec Pierce. He's tall and also can run fast. He's very, very big. A big body for the Colts. Means to be seen if he can be a complete receiver, but that second-round draft capital certainly helps with Matt Ryan there. He could push the ball downfield. Damian Pierce is at number 18, fourth round running back for the Texans, who I didn't like that much. He's okay, but he's got a ton of opportunity because the Texans just have nothing there at RB. He could start and be good. So that's why he's there. Rashad White at number 19, great pass catching RB who's heading to the Patriots. Minimal, or I mean the Bucs, excuse me. I thought of Tom Brady. Minimal upside for now with Fournette there, but he'll probably get a few receptions. And if Fournette leaves, maybe an opportunity to step into a role. Number 20, Isaiah Spiller, who went in the fourth round. He's going to play behind Austin Eckler, maybe get a few carries here and there and a bit of goal line work, but Eckler's going to remain the primary pass catcher and Spiller's upside probably is thus limited and Spiller's not that great as a pass catcher either, so he probably won't see the field much on third downs. Sam Howell, number 21. Good guy in Superflex to stash behind Carson Wentz right now and Taylor Heineke potentially, but he's a fifth round pick, but he probably could have gone a lot higher. He was rated higher by some people, projects to be a good backup, maybe a fringe starter if things work out, a bit inconsistent, not the greatest passer in the world and had a disappointing season this year. But I mean, if he ascends to a starting role in Washington a year down the road, he could potentially be good. There are some weapons there like Terry McLaurin. Number 22, Trey McBride for tight end premium. He probably moves up a few spots to about 19, but um, I don't expect a ton from him. He's sitting behind Zach Ertz at the moment. He's a second round tight end. We'll have to see it first. He's got a little bit of upside in tight end premium, but not that much. John Mechie, wide, or number 23. This one's mostly a draft capital projection. I think the Texans may have reached on John Mechie to get him in the second round where they did at like number 44. But the point is he's got opportunity as the wide receiver two behind Brandon Cooks. So he's there. And near the end of the second round, it really gets into the dregs. Last guy here, number 24, Brian Robinson. I don't expect him to take over this backfield over guys like Antonio Gibson. And J.D. McKissick holds down the pass catching work. But Robinson's probably a short yardage bruiser who can get a few touchdowns. That's why he's there at 24. That wraps it up. Once again, that was your top 24 dynasty rankings. And I decided to run through it a bit quicker on this episode because I did run through my reactions to all of the landing spots on that live episode. So you should check that out. That one was a lot longer, but I did want to give my official comparative rankings, top 24 super flex. I mean, these are kind of an initial thing. My thoughts could change slightly, but for the most part, this is how I see it playing out. Next week, we'll get back to more of a redraft focus. Still talk some dynasty for sure. But we'll get break, talk about the AJ Brown and Hollywood Brown news. Should be a lot of fun. So thank you guys here for tuning in. Hope you have a good rookie draft. Good luck in your rookie draft. Use these rankings draft for best available and you can trade away guys. You don't need to draft for team need because you can trade guys in dynasty. If you have a surplus at a position, you can trade them for another position. Get your best guys and good luck. So thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next week.